0: as I was saying the other day about this election in 2021 it was uh, it was actually a pretty bigger election than many of us uh, anticipated actually uh, and I'm speaking about you know not just the results of it but the implications of that election wasn't a you know again big midterm election or a, you know big big rollover in Congress or general election but it was significant because here's the thing. This was the first time we were actually going to see and feel the the temperature in the country, uh, how people were really thinking. And, and you have to look beyond, you know, the the, the headlines to really understand how, what's, the, what's the mood of the country, how are people feeling, what's the sense. You know, the one thing I, I say to you here and uh, with all the correspondence I get in here, uh, people know that there are some weird things happening in our nation that, that are not business as usual. Everybody knows that. Um, it's it's remarkable the things that are that are happening really um, and not in a good way um, and and, it, and it, you know it's it's just one thing after the next and we're all seeing it we're seeing you know this COVID pandemic has been uh, you know stretched so far out uh, that uh, it's like the you know the monopolizing every aspect of it taking over lives and uh, putting people in very uncompromising uh, situations uh, so. You know, this earlier talk when there was the squad and AOC and all of that in Washington, it was, you know, OK, you know, that kind of flavor of socialism. But, you know, friends, socialism is a pretty too kind of a friend and fuzzy kind of word, really. Uh, I'd say this is more of a Marxist takeover. And you just say, well, come on, you know, but really if you look at the evidence and I think the country is starting to feel that as well. Hence what happened uh, with this election here in 2021. I mean, what took place there on November 2nd, right? Um, and, and you're seeing that, you're seeing that in a lot of areas, you know, the whole defund the police thing, you know, that all kind of... Uh, vibrated and the reverberation from that of Minneapolis was significant. And, you know, they're trying to just remove the entire police, not just to fund it, of course, which is really the same thing, but remove it entirely off the landscape and go with some sort of a, a public safety sort of a, a thing, kind of a kumbaya kind of thing, you know. And, of course, crime is escalating in all these markets that they're talking about this, all the, the the big urban, you know, Democrat run uh, cities have become really uh, hellholes. A third world country, sadly, I, again, I don't say this with being trying to be smug or joy in my step, but maybe you take a look at our cities and you know there's no great America without great American cities. It doesn't happen, people. And so the decline of your cities, think of it this way, the decline of, of America's cities and what's really taken place from sea to not so shine in sea is indicative of what the country is going to look like uh, just a few years down the road. Let, wrap your mind around that a moment, please all right you you got that so what you're seeing in the cities is going to just is, is this is what's going to happen you're going to feel it everywhere uh you know you're not going to you're not going to escape that in in the uh the, the the suburban areas or the rural areas um it becomes indicative of what our country is at that point and that's the danger uh, you know i've been talking about some years back that we we got to do a better job and take care of our our, our cities and our areas but you know, what I think a lot of us are sensing at this point, there's there is an absolute uh, evil uh, component to politics out there. And there's a evil components of these people who are trying to take over our country. Um, and it's being done in the light of day. Uh, and, you know, the COVID pandemic was just another uh, you know tool in the arsenal, more or less. It, what it did, what, what COVID did, people, says, it says it ramped it all up. I think it put their, you know, their 20-year plan on like a three-year cycle. And I think that's what you're seeing now. Well, that's why they're so busy, the uh, Marxist uh, Democrat Party. Uh, They're so busy. We're trying to push these social programs through and this welfare, this net welfare. And that's why they have open borders and letting, you know, uh, at this point, hundreds of thousands of illegals coming in, millions now, I mean, it's it's insane. We don't even know the count. I mean, it's crazy stuff, people. It, it's a complete takeover of the country. And 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 this is, and these are only a couple of points here. I mean, I'm not even talking about the bankrupting of the nation. We'll soon be over 30 trillion. I was just talking to you about that on viewpoint on the weekend. I mean, you know, we're just passing the 29 trillion mark now. And with all the once the dust has settled and all this money they're spending, my God, you can just see we're we're gonna be in some rough, rough territory. So all of this comes back to what's really going on, and, and everybody has a sense something something is happening. Can't put your finger on it a lot of time. You don't really know what it is, but something is surely taking place in our country. I mean, you you agree with that? Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel right. You know, something's odd, something's off. It's not the country we grew up in for darn sure. You know, not the country we recognize anymore. And we see this whole, and it's not a, it's not a walk in, you know, water cooler, talking social media, funny point. Oh, the woke crowd. Well, the woke crowd, I mean, there's just a cancer what's happening and the indoctrination of the kids. And I mean, it's, it's so, and, it, and the thing is so hard to really rationalize and understand it's all being done in the light of day. That's what's remarkable about this. It's, you know, it's, it's right here in the opening. I mean, it's not hidden. And it's not like, you know, something's coming over in the middle of the night to get us. It's right here, and was, which was always the danger that uh, our frame has talked about. If we were ever going to have a problem. It was going to be here back at home. Wasn't going to be overseas from some adversary across the seas right here. And what the hell is happening, people? That's what's happening. And, and that's the reality of it. You know, a lot of this I want to bring you back as well. You know, not again, not to be a smart guy here, but you remember through the Obama regime there, those eight years of hell uh, of really what's a Marxist takeover of the country. You know, that's another thing. Um, He was uh, very, uh, more than verbose. I mean, he he was um, just brazen and arrogant in the way that he made it clear that he was going to fundamentally transform our nation. And he also, as you recall, was running around Europe and uh, and overseas, uh, telling people that America wasn't exceptional. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, there's like French exceptional and Spain's exceptional and English exceptional and you know, South Africa's exceptional. Everybody's got their own flavor of exceptional. <laughs> it's a joke. I mean, he really believed that, obviously. And then he had that whole hope in change. And, you know, and you say, well, why are you bringing that up, Malcolm, now? I mean, get over it, man. That was back then. That was ancient history. Well, (laughs) why do you think i bring it up? (laughs) I think he's central to what's happening right now. I think it's, you know, before it was the Obama-Biden regime in that term. Now it's the Biden-Obama regime in the current term. He's still, he is running the program, I believe. Again, not trying to be some wisecrack here, but I absolutely do believe it. In fact, I, I remember I said to you the other day, he was, uh, I think it was cold I, I, I think I have that right, but it's on one of the late night shows some years back and actually commented on it. Hey, would you like to have a run for president again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I'd like to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, I don't have it in front of me, but, uh, you know, if I could be nice, if I could be in somebody's ear and just talk to them and they they were kind of the front person doing everything. And I could sort of manipulate the situation. <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah, that was a real joke, wasn't it? Yeah. And that really happened. I mean, you look it up. You look it up. That that took place. I've I seen the whole video excerpt on it. And years later, you know. Uh, wow. So as part of what I'd like to talk to you today about on The Voice of a Nation, and the, there's a term that uh, my, my uh, gentleman, guest are gonna have on in a moment here, obamanist, that uh, instead of communist, the obamanist that fits perfectly into this conversation about this uh, fundamental transformation of the United States of America, which quite frankly, as Americans, we were quite happy with the country. I mean, where was that? In fact, we had done a lot of damage control on this whole racist narrative and all that garbage that they try to jam down. And of course, the, the left never lets that go. That That is just their, their, their in, in addition to being pro-slavery and, you know, uh, uh, everything against freedom uh, for black America. I mean, these are the people who uh, fought it all, wanted to keep that all in play. I mean, the, this is it. And and now they, you know, it's it's all sort of they use that racist card to you know, like uh, like it's a thing or something. We were doing pretty well down the road, I think. And now it's it's coming all out there. You know, that's another thing about the 2021 election, by the way, is uh, Winsome Sears, <laughs> the lieutenant governor in Virginia. <laughs> oh, that's, I love that lady, man. Wow, man. I'll tell you, that's the kind of thing I, I'm all for that. That sort of image, you know, I mean, a gun uh, gun uh, toed in woman, but a, a um represents, you know, everything about our Constitution and conservative values. Uh, I mean, she's just repre- and a beautiful person, just 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 a terrific person. You hear her talking how genuine and authentic she is. I mean, I love that. I, I, I'll take I'll take a couple of dozen more of that, please. Put that into some of those urban cities you want to clean those damn cesspools up. Give, give me a, another couple of dozen more of Winsome Sears, please. And we'll do that just fine. And I'll, I'll pick the locations where to put them. They can govern there. That would be terrific. Uh, wow. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my friends. It is Malcolm Out Loud, yours truly here. And uh, thanks for being with us on the mission here. got a lot to talk about today. Let's bring on Dell Wilbur. Uh, Del's a former undercover employee of the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. He worked a lot foreign affairs overseas and a uh, great voice and uh as uh, so a writer uh, for America Out Loud as well, Dell, you have a piece up on. It worked out perfectly because I you had a column up uh, today. As people hear this on America Out Loud Talk Radio, are Republicans just scared to confront the Obamanist? Uh, well, you know, I mean, you can answer that in a lot of different ways. But the term Obamanist, um, where does that come from exactly? Is that something you you devise yourself or you see that? I mean, I never really heard it outside of you. You use it all the time, but I don't hear anybody else using it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, as far as I know, I coined that term uh, some <laughs> years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, it, to me, it seemed to fit perfectly because uh, uh, Obama himself is, uh, you know, is a, is a hardcore leftist Marxist, and, uh, but he's also uh, got a massive ego. He's ego-driven. And, and the people that, uh, that support him and follow him, uh, you know, they're the communists. No communist regime has ever willingly just given up power. And I, and I gave that as a warning for what was to come. and And I think that we're seeing that uh, in in, in re- real life right now. No communist regime has ever willingly just given up power.
0: I mean, I, I kind of sense he is the one behind there with all of it, like the Susan Rice's and all of that that the, you know the, his whole regime there that is uh, calling the shots. Obviously, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that uh, Biden is calling any shots uh, whatsoever. Is is that who it is or someone else there?
1: Oh, it's the Obama-Biden administration 2.0. I mean, uh, Joe Biden doesn't Mm -hmm. know what day of the week it is most of the time. And uh, and he has surrounded himself, or actually he's been surrounded, by uh, people from the previous Obama administration. And, uh, uh, you know, he... You know, they put a piece of paper in front of Joe Biden and tell him sign here. And he signs, Uh, you know, he reminds me of remember the the old TV series MASH where uh, Radar O'Reilly would uh, come into the colonel's office and put a piece of paper down in front of him and say, yeah, just sign here. He never knew what the heck he was signing. He just did what he was told. Hmm. And that's exactly what's going on with with this administration. Now, Uh, Obama is the one who is calling the shots behind the scenes. Uh, through the people that uh, the select people that he has uh, gotten onto the Biden administration. And, uh, and, and he's calling the shots. Uh, Biden just does what he's told.
0: Did you hear that they did, they, I didn't believe this at first, but that they made a mock White House, the Oval Office rather, a set in uh, and they actually all his, all his um, recordings where he's in the camera talking to country or whoever, are done in that and it's because they needed special applications for the uh, teleprompter because everything he does is given to him as you just suggested and it is accurate it's all teleprompter driven you'll notice he's always staring at a a device he's never really talking to people he's like a machine like a puppet kind of thing I guess best way to say it did you hear about that they made a mock uh, oval office up
1: yes yeah I heard about that I've, I've seen it actually uh not in person but I've seen photographs of it and, uh, you know, and it's it's obvious that they are the guy is a he's mm-hmm. just their useful idiot who they've got. They're propping him up for the time being until they decide you know what they're going to be. There's there's no doubt that he's mm-hmm. he's not going to be uh, uh, running for reelection. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, I I had a theory about uh, uh, the McAuliffe uh, situation in Virginia. The reason he was running for governor again was to position himself to run for president in 2024. Uh, he realized he saw that, uh, Biden and Harris are both, uh, incredibly weak candidates and it was going to likely become a, an open primary. And as, you know, as a sitting governor, he would be in a position to, uh, you know, to run for president. And, uh, uh so I think that that's, that's what was, you know, what his intent was, but, uh, uh, but no, it's uh, like I said, Biden is is occupying space right now and wasting oxygen.
0: Well, we escaped a bullet, as you say, with with McAuliffe right there uh, with him, because he his political career now is pretty well toast. He's not going to be able to run for a president, I don't believe, after that kind of a, a defeat. And of course, his lame comments he made about the fact that parents don't. Have a damn thing to say about the kids' education. I mean, what the hell is that? Who would say such a comment? It's so ridiculous on every place. But you know who else was um, who else was thinking about a run for president? And his his star was damaged a little bit too in the twenty twenty one race uh, election. He is uh, Phil Murphy uh, the um, the the Marxist governor of uh, New New Jersey? Uh, he's another one that seriously thinking about running. I mean, these are all people that are fit to the mold. They're all Marxist thinking. You know, speaking about that, Dale, they have a lot of depth when it comes to Marxist mentalities they have a lot of depth in the in on the left and the democratic Party don't they
1: Oh absolutely I mean wow you know this is this has been a long time in the making yeah you know our our country has been uh, under a communist infiltration now for decades yeah uh, but it 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 kicked into overdrive when Obama uh, was elected and uh you know sadly our our country you know was going through a uh uh, a guilt trip. Uh, you know, uh, once they saw Obama, he presented himself well, you know, he was a, uh, you know, seemed to be a reasonable person because he concealed his true ideology. Mm-hmm. His ideology was out there, had the news media done their job, and and really, you know, reported on it. Uh, it, it would have been obvious to everybody, that this guy was a hardcore Marxist. Yeah. But the news media fell in love with him. And you know, a, a, a guilt ridden, uh, you know, uh, electorate uh, decided to uh, to elect this guy because he he came across as not, you know, not not offensive in any way, really. And uh, mm. and it made them feel better about themselves. I, I'm no longer a racist because I I voted for a black man for president. Mm. I mean, that's what our country went through. And, you know, it was uh, it was a perfect storm. Mm.
0: It was a perfect storm. I remember the moment really well, Dell. And if I bring it back about 10 years ago uh, from now, I was just leaving the advertising market and world where I spent over 20 years in corporate boardrooms. That was my life before radio. And this is before America Out Loud, of course, which is now five and a half years old. Um, This past April, we turned five. Uh, But back then, you know, I was at dinner. I was at dinner with a couple of um, interesting gentlemen, who uh, they were? They were friends, uh, people I knew uh, that were Democrats. I did, I do have Democrat friends, believe it or not. Do you have some too? I, I assume, uh, or you did? <laughs> right. uh, uh,
1: not that I can recall anymore. But- all right.
0: Well, I was going to say we've become that sort of division in this country. But but uh, you know, listen, I love all people. I just don't want to be in bed with the Marxists. That's all. But but anyways, I was having dinner with a couple of folks, really cool guys, and uh, and they were really hyped up on this Obama dude when he was running. And so we're having this dinner. And I and and I remember saying to them, they were like, this guy's going to win. I said, there's no way this country's going to elect him. There's no, no, he's going to win. He's going to win the presidency. It's not happening. I said, now this is me talking. I said, this country is not going to do. Have you looked at this guy's background? They said why? I said well, have you looked at it? Yeah, they said we've looked at it. Well, you know, these are Democrats again. You know, I said well, what's the problem? I said look at his background, see what he's about, where he comes from, what what his flavor is. You you think this country? I don't see it. I, I said this guy is a cancer. This is now well before he you know was getting in there. Uh, so it's back before uh, it goes back a few years, obviously. Um, in fact, I was still, now that I think about it, I was still in the, at the end of the agency. I was still in that mode, but but and that's where I had a lot of those connections. But you know what happened is, those guys I was talking to at dinner, they ended up becoming one of those guys became one of his ambassadors was was uh, uh, nominated to be an ambassador to a commonly leave it, leave him nameless here to somebody I still know. And um, but he was he was uh, nominated to be an ambassador of, of the Obama regime because he, he was really super sexy. So, yeah. Yeah. He's going to win. I don't know what he thinks today about this mess. I haven't spoke to him in some years. But I I was in a bit of a denial. I didn't think this country would bite the bullets and going for this this Marxist and who he was about. It was very clear to me back then what he was about. But, you know, Dale, he pulled the wool over a lot of eyes and he was able to pull this off. Again, as I was saying, broad daylight, He became this uh, transformational agent, if you will. Now, he couldn't get it done in eight years. We recognize that when 2016 rolled around. And, of course, then you had Hillary Clinton and you had, you know, Donald Trump. And that was uh, they were expecting Hillary to come in and sweep all that damage under the carpet. And they were in full takeover mode. As you just said, Dell. they've been building this for decades. You're exactly right. They've been they've been planning this stuff for a long time, you know, and. So all that was happening. And then, you know, obviously Trump took it and that just changed the whole thing. And then the whole Russia thing and everything blew up because they knew Trump was going to be a problem. He was a canoe rocker. He didn't give a rat's ass. He was just going to put it out there. And uh that, that became the problem there. And it seems like we've been spinning ever since, Dell. We're we're like, I don't know, we're like a I don't know what the what do you call it. We're like a yo-yo. We're out of control or something. The country, we can't seem to settle it down. And we keep going from one fire to the next. And now this handy dandy uh, pandemic was just a virus was just terrific. They could use that to manipulate people. Now now they've got people convinced that it's perfectly healthy to walk around in the beautiful sunlight with a freaking mask on. I see people doing this and I say, are you out of your mind? I'm talking even today, talking This thing didn't like this wasn't a month ago or six months ago or nine months. It's happening today. People are still wearing those outside with nobody around and they're driving in the cars with them. Do you see those images still as well? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the one thing I I would mention,
1: you'd you'd ask if I had any Democrat friends in that. And, and honestly, the Democrat party of today is not the Democrat party that I grew up with. So, uh, so, you know, at one point in time, I did have people that I respected their political beliefs and everything, but you know, I, I didn't agree with them that, but we could converse. Uh, Nowadays you can't because this is not the same Democrat Party of even 20 years ago. COVID was a gift. George Floyd was a gift to the Obamunists. It is exactly what they were looking for to try to to be able to gin up the kind of, of uh, uh, activism and that 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 they needed to further their efforts efforts to quote fundamentally transform the United States. You know that that is one thing that that I focused on back when Barack Obama was first running for president during an interview. He, you know, praised the United States, the greatest country on earth, and invited people to join him as they fundamentally transformed the United States. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, what in the hell is he talking about? If America is the greatest country on the face of the earth, why does it need a fundamental transformation? Nobody asked him that. Nobody in the news media asked him, what are you talking about? What do you intend to transform? And 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 that has stuck with me ever since because it was a question that was never asked by the media and it was never answered by Barack Obama.
0: Well, you, your point you're just talking about with the media, that's the other big elephant in the room, actually, or whatever, because... Um, we have a Marxist media as well. I mean, they're going along with all of this stuff. You know, when it comes to the media, what do you think? I mean, I mean, they got it. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a silly question, but I mean, they obviously know what they're doing. I mean, do, do they understand well or do they understand the intent of what's happening? I mean, do they understand that with a nation that does make that sort of transformation that they no longer exist? Do you, do you think they get that or, or are they stupid?
1: Well, I think they're stupid. Uh, all you got to do is, uh, you know, h- h- journalism is is you know is basically a lost uh, a lost art because they, they're taught to be ideologues in journalism school nowadays, not to be someone who you know if you want to go pursue a career in the news media, in the news media, you know the intent is that you will get out and you will tell or report the news. You know, but but the news itself has changed so much where it's not Walter Cronkite at six o'clock, you know, reading us the news from six to seven. Mm -hmm. And and that was it. The news is now entertainment and they are vying for, you know, with all these other uh, news outlets, CNN, MSNBC, you name it. You know, they're all vying for viewership. So it's become much more of an entertainment venue. Uh, than what it was years ago and and you know real accurate news reporting is the thing of the past
0: yeah I, I mean most of us or a lot of us anyways and probably a lot of listeners as well have given up on it i mean we don't watch what you just referenced what that old six o'clock news was uh we don't reference it at all anymore and uh because we don't watch it we don't we don't partake in it uh, because it's become so far off the beaten path as you suggest l that we tuned it all out And, you know, of course, Trump coined the phrase fake news, but it's gone even more than that. It is it is it is weird. It's it's that's the real story I I really do believe comes out of this era is the media. How where were they? Where where were they with any of this? I mean, they don't even report the truth with the vaccines and what's going on. They don't report the truth about covid. They don't report the truth about the the trickery that's gone on with the death count and and all the things that have happened and, and how hazardous these Vaccines are for people and the spike proteins they put in your bodies. And the fact that, I mean, some of these mandates, they just want you to keep getting the next vaccine, the next booster, the next shot, the next shot. And, you know, in Australia, they, they like, they demand it, mandate it. The poor Australians are going out of their minds. I mean, I feel so bad for them, but they can like one, I mean, it's like 14 in a row, one after the next, after the next. And all their spike protein put in your body from those vaccines is it, it, it just compromises your immune system so badly, you never get over it. And this is the danger in all of this. You, you see what I mean? And and it's uh, it's an incredible problem, I mean, that that we're dealing with here uh, on so many levels. Now, let me get tell you as well, we're speaking of Dale Wilbur here, and we'll be back with him just one day. I just want to mention, everybody, uh, a, a program, and note, uh, we have the most fascinating program and i i mean every bit of that fascinating uh that will air tomorrow and you'll you'll definitely want to catch this i'm 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 a million percent sure uh this is uh one of the most interesting programs you know i've been doing these q and as that have been so so amazing they're the most listened to program on the network, they they uh, uh, they rattle right up against, and they've actually, these q and specifically have surpassed even our number one show, uh, which is Viewpoint, uh, this Sunday, the news magazine. So as soon as one of these go to podcasts, for instance, I mean, we immediately, just within like 48 hours, we'll get 50, 60,000 people going to that show and listening to those Q&As. And the numbers they get are incredible. People are in such need for that information. I've been doing those with Dr. Peter McCullough now uh, for the last many, many months. Uh, they they are remarkable, the information we put out in there. But this one here, you've got to hear. This is really something special. We've been planning on this for a while. It's called COVID and Our Cells. It's a QA, and a COVID and Our Cells. But this one, Dr. Peter McCullough is with me, but also Dr. Vincent Giampappa. And what's interesting about this gentleman, he's a cellular agent expert, expert. He's a Nobel Prize nominee, and he's, he was involved with like groundbreaking research on the cellular restoration technology, which is really what COVID is all about because it attacks our cells. Those, those uh, spike proteins uh, from the COVID-19 get into your cells, and they create, wreak havoc and they'll kill you if you gets into your deep lungs and that's where a lot of people have succumbed to it sadly. Of course early treatment and a health regimen will prevent that and and you can avoid a lot of that but this is what the the media has hidden from y'all and the governments have as well which is i mean i mean it's it's crazy. I don't really understand. No none of us really understand uh you know, we don't really have, we don't really know the final analysis yet or the implications of what's gonna come from all this. There is a danger with this, there's no doubt. And all of these boosters and shots constantly being put in people, you see all these vaccines, are, they also put the spike protein back into your body. So they're as bad as getting the COVID thing that they're circulating all over the place. Uh, now this program is, it, it's just, its it's remarkable the information we have in here. And um, the, what we cover in here with Dr. G.M. Popper and Dr. McCullough. So catch that tomorrow on The Voice of a Nation, 6 and 10. It is a must. It, it will also be on podcast if you're or it could be on podcast already. If you're listening to this show on podcast, you'll catch it right there uh, on The Voice of a Nation on America Out Loud back on the site. Uh, but that that is something important to tell you. You know, one of the and I, and I want to mention this to you as well. Before we get back to this other stuff here, there's a, um, a very interesting product I was informed about about two months ago and I started taking it because I, I, I just got some real insight in this and it was like, wow, it's called AC11. And the, the, the uh, ingredients of AC11 come from the Amazon rainforest actually. And what, it, what this does for viral infections and this sort of thing is remarkable. A lot of people ask me, well, you know, I might've had one jab or one vaccine. I don't want to have any more. And uh, my job forced on me or my spouse did or family or something. Everybody's going through some wicked stories right now. How do we reverse that? Well, I've been informed now from Dr. GM Popper and Dr. McCullough that that's exactly how you do it is that um, that you, uh, AC11 will do exactly that. It will, uh, uh help you, uh, it, it will uh, recover your immune system. First of all, it will fix those cells and get those cells back healthy. So I'm really, uh, psyched about it. And what I didn't realize is healthy cell, which is our, you know, our big, um, a sponsor here that uh, is uh, supportive and has been for the past well, three and a half plus years now on America Out Loud, well before COVID. Uh, we, we've had a strong relationship with them because, you know, me and health and lifestyle is so val- so valuable, so important for all of us. Anyways, I, c- I can't recommend it enough. AC11, I'm taking it now. I started taking it about two months ago and it's remarkable stuff. And it's very, very affordable, very reasonable. It's very cheap. It's not much at all. Um, and anyways, all of that is available. Our listeners get 20% off that first order, just go to healthysale.com forward slash out loud, or use the code out loud. And you can click the banner ad as well back at America out loud. I, I tell you, I wouldn't tell you otherwise, this is the way to go and, and get out and walk, get out and walk. I tell you walk, I think you should walk, between, if you can, between two and five miles a day. That's what I do. Um, gotta take time to s- smell the flowers if they're out there or whatever. Uh, see the green trees, whatever it is you gotta do people. And it's, it's about your health and your lifestyle is, is so important. We're not gonna be here for the fight ahead if we don't take care of ourselves, right? I mean, that's that's what's most important here. Uh, having an interesting conversation with Del Wilbur. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. While the cancel culture is determined to destroy our history, bringing violence and terror to city streets, America Out Loud will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty, and justice for all. This is Dr. Peter McCullough. Do you know there's no
1: other condition that I'm aware of where vitamins and supplements make such a big difference than COVID-19? We have an abundance of data that we need to be replete with a variety of micronutrients, and that includes vitamins, minerals, and other substances our bodies need. I rely on Healthy Cell Super Boost. That's Immune Super Boost. It's a a gel pack that can be taken every day. I like to do it before I exercise and before I go out. It's a wonderful supplement. It gives me the Immune Super Boost that I need. Go to HealthyCell.com, use the promotional code OUTLOUD, and get a discount on your first order. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. We join you back on The Voice of a Nation. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly. Thank you for being with me on the mission, my friends. We have Del Wilber here. And we're talking a little bit about um, the, uh, well, uh, first of all, an article he happened to have up, which married the talk I was doing today, are Republicans just scared to confront the obama Well, let's answer that question now, Dell. Uh, When we when we say that question in the way that you have it there, okay, like, all right, so uh, part of the problem or the cancer that I've detected from a lot of people in circles I talk to is that, uh, you know, the, the Republicans themselves are a cancer onto themselves. And, of course, you know, a lot of people use the term rhino. Of course, I think it goes way more than that. It's it's interesting. You know, we talked moments ago about the transformation within the Democrat Party. The Republican Party has had their own problems why is it? I mean, some of them, I think, are probably in on this Marxist takeover is what I believe. And it's all camouflaged by the R or the D behind their name. But why are Republicans scared to confront uh, this really Marxist takeover of our nation? Why, You know, I think about that a lot. Dear. Why don't they get out of the Capitol steps and get the cameras out there and say, with all the evidence we have, are they are they just. Chicken shit scared or or are they just protective of their own careers or what or do they not see what we see
1: or they're corrupt themselves? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they're, yeah. you know, uh, as, as you know, as I said a few minutes ago and that the Democrat party not the same as it used to be, you know, nor is the Republican. We don't. You know, they used to call them the Reagan Republicans back uh, back in the day. I mean, we're both we were both around during the Reagan administration and it, it seemed as though the Republicans you know, would hold their ground uh, during his presidency, and in the the years since, uh, they just don't seem to to have that um, determination anymore. And and then they they get people like uh, like a Mitt Romney or a John McCain who let their personal animosities towards President Trump dictate how they you know how they responded to whatever initiative that the Trump administration was trying to, uh, to do, you know, and that, you know, that, that just annoyed the, the hell out of me because it's like, you know, Republicans don't stick together. Democrats fall in line repeatedly. You know, they may put on a show of opposition or whatever, uh, but in the end run, they will come down and they'll vote the party line. And Republicans simply don't do that.
0: Yeah, well, we just seen that with the spending of the one point uh, two non infrastructure bill. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, uh, yeah. what 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 better example uh, than that?
0: Well, yeah, because 13 of them, she would have never. I mean, Pelosi, who, who I think is a magician up there, uh, you know, uh, she's not stupid. See, that's the one thing I do disagree with you on. In your piece, you say, with the exception of Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Hank Johnson, Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, AOC, uh, you say they're either they're the entire Democrat Party isn't completely stupid and out of their beloved minds. I don't think Nancy Pelosi is stupid at all. I, I, I don't. If, if that's what you're referencing, I think she's a brilliant politician and kind of a magician. Don't you?
1: Well, she, she's smart politically. You know, Amen. she knows how, how to operate mm-hmm. within you know the 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 political system and that. But yeah. uh, but if you if you look at her and watch her talk and that, oh, yeah. she hasn't a clue what's going on around
0: her in the real world. Because had the thirteen Republicans not sold out. To that so-called non-infrastructure bill, she would have never got it passed. It would have been a failure. It would not have jump-stepped the Biden administration. He got a he got a big he got a big victory out of it, didn't
1: he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they again, yeah. it's just the perfect example of the Republicans won't hold firm.
0: Yeah. What do you think about mansion and cinema, though? You know, I will say this to you, and I don't know what you think about it, but those two, uh, you you talked a moment ago uh, about a lot of that you know, that blue dog Democrat, whatever, Jeff JFK Democrat, or just left of center, moderate Democrat is gone, but not. it's not exactly gone. If you look at a mansion or a cinema, if it wasn't for those two holding the line right now, do you realize the, the Marxist takeover would already be down the road?
1: Well, uh, let's take a look back in history. If you remember okay. when the Obamacare debate was going on, when they were, were looking to pass Obamacare, yeah. there were I think Bill Nelson was one of them. Uh, uh, Landro in in Louisiana was another. There were there were two or three or four Democrat senators who were stamping their feet and saying, oh, we're you know, we're we're not in favor of this. We're going to you know, we, uh, we don't think this is the right way to go. And I mean, they were being very vocal and all it was was political posturing, because when when it came down to the actual vote itself, after they got some, you know, some payoffs under the table. Uh, you know, for their districts or whatever, or their states, uh, when it came down, when push came to shove and it came down to vote, they all fell in line. So I hope that I'm wrong. I hope and pray that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I have very little faith in in any Democrat, mm-hmm. you know, bucking the party line and, and voting against something because, you know, they, it's just not in their nature. Their nature is to fall in line and be a good little, you know, communist Democrat.
0: Yeah, well, this next piece now, you've been hearing the reports that this next whatever it's going to be, whatever dollar amount, I don't know whether it's 1.75 or a couple of trillion. uh, I mean, and a trillion, as I talked about on the weekend on Viewpoint, is a lot of money. We we don't wrap our minds around that anymore, Dale, like what's a trillion dollars? Like, you know, they used to talk in, uh, you know, in, in billions. And then before that, it was millions. Now it's trillions, and you know I was telling folks on Viewpoint a trillion. Do you know what a trillion dollars is? Do you do you, do you, do you have do you have a concept of what a trillion bucks is? No. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I hear you loud and clear. Well, he, here's what and and they you know what the danger in this is. like they're doing us a favor now. Like, well, this one's only, you know, 1.9 trillion. Don't worry about it. It's all cool. Better than 4 trillion or 7 trillion, which is what we were thinking about. Well, here's, of course, our debt, like I said, we're approaching 30 trillion right now. We'll we'll blow right through that in just days here with all this dust settling on all this money they're spending. Uh, They're on a spending spree right now. Well, here's a trillion bucks. Here's what it is. So the Endowment for Human Development, how tall is a tree in $100 bills? So, Dale, put, wrap your mind around this a minute. Now, we're, we're talking $100 bills, $100 bills, okay? So, when you talk about that, we're talking laying flat down, flat, not, not upright. You know, that makes a difference, obviously, if you're going upright with a dollar versus flat down. All right. So, if you take a, the height of a stack of a million $1, 000, $1 000 bills, uh, okay, it, it'll measure. Um, 358 feet or about the height of a 30 to 35 story building down. I guess that depends how big your windows are, right? And but, but listen to this: the height of a stack of one trillion one dollar bills, flat, flat down, bing and a bing, and a bing, all the way up on top of each other, measures 67,866 miles. That's more than one-fourth the way from the earth to the moon down. That's a trillion dollars. Yeah, it, it's it's mind boggling. <laughs> you know, I remember
1: back when Obama was in office yeah. and he was on his spending spree and there was jokes going around uh, saying that, uh, please don't. Uh, you know, and, and he was spending billions. OK. And the joke was going around, and says, yeah. please don't tell Obama uh, tell Obama about the you know, that there's a trillion after, you know, or whatever. I can't remember the exact joke, but it had to do with. You know, and and it was mind-boggling back then, just the billions of dollars that Obama was spending, and we're talking now the trillions, like it's like it's nothing.
0: It's sick. It's sick, Dell, and it's it's not even funny. You're exactly right. And with the national debt, and you know, because I know you're a God-loving patriot, and uh, you know, with our kids and our grandkids, our families, Dell. You and I both, and I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to us, we go to bed very unsettled at night, knowing what's happening to the future generations here. And, and it's no laughing matter here, what's taking place. Uh, it's sick. And this is why we're trying to turn this shit back and fix what you and I are talking about right now. You know, this next bill, Dale, that they got. So here's what I've got. The reports I've heard and seen so far, the confirmations are that they're going to put that second bill, what they call, well, they call the second one, by the way, the Build Back Better Bill. I call it the Build Back Better Bend Over Bill, Uh, but that's my version of the bill. And the second part of that bill uh, is going to be whatever that compromising dollar on they're still uh, heckling that out with the marxist uh, progressive uh, group in there a uh, couple of trillion maybe give or take a trillion i don't know it depends like you just said a moment ago can you really trust mansion or cinema they're being twisted their arms pretty heavy and hard right now but they say they're going to get that up for another vote before Thanksgiving, Del, and they're going to begin to pass that now That's going to be, this is really important what we're talking about now, because if they pass this next one on the Build Back Better Bend Over Bill Dell, that's pretty well going to put a fork in some of this because these programs are not going to be um, reversible. A lot of them, they're like mold. They just continue to grow like every government program. Uh, And we're looking at a a really, truly socialist takeover of a lot of our government now is in every aspect of our lives, as well as telling you what to do with your health. Uh, there is no more HIPAA and privacy in your health. It's now do what we tell you to do. And it's not a joke. Uh, I think this is the real cancer in this next bill. Uh, is that, uh, does that uh, scare the hell out of you or what? Why,
1: well, absolutely. I mean, if, if you think about it, our entire society, as I, as I mentioned earlier in the program, you know, has, has been under an infiltration uh, for decades. You know, our news media has been infiltrated, our entertainment industry. Look, look what comes out of Hollywood. You know, uh, for, for decades now, we've seen uh, movies and programs that either uh, project an anti-military, anti-police or anti-American, you know, perspective, or they present a you know a, a radical social uh you know uh perspective look at uh you know the the how the changes that are that are taking place in our military you know how it's it's become more important that the military is socially aware uh instead of being able to knock things down and kill people you know mm-hmm. i mean all of this has been taking place over decades but it has kicked into high gear, you know, in the last decade, and uh, uh, and and this spending that's going on uh, is just part of this this entire effort to undermine our our capitalist way of of, of government, our, our our way of life, our, you know the freedoms that we that we cherish, and and those are all being you know uh, taken from us. I mean, they literally are being taken from us when we have to uh, to get a shot in order to to keep our job, in order to be gainfully employed in America. You have to wear a mask when you're out in public, you know, uh, even outdoors. And now they're trying to, you know, to uh, uh, make our children, you know, as young as down to what, seven years old or whatever, get shots just so they can go to school and become educated. You know, there is a full-blown assault going on in this country against the freedoms that we have fought and died for over centuries. And, uh, you know, as I said, no communist regime has ever willingly just given up power, and we're seeing that now over the last several years.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, Dale, on um, uh, tomorrow's broadcast with uh, Dr. McCullough and uh, Dr. G and Papa fascinated, you know, they put it, they phrased it this way back to what you just said right there. They said, you know, people who are like forced vaccines or, well, I think, I think it was McCullough or which one of them said, well, listen, if, you know, you're trying to get what another you think you're going to save your job for another six months or another nine months because you're these these booster shots and vaccines are being forced every few months. They want you back in to get another one. That's not going to stop. That's not good because their vaccines are not effective. So that's not going to stop. And of course, the vaccines with the spike proteins that are put back into your body is like a cancer. All these things. It, it's no good for your, your immune system and you never heal from it. And they said, well, is that a good trade off for your life? I mean, it's not a good trade off. You're better off to get another job or do something else and move away from it. Those that are forcing that on you, they, they, I mean, they put that right out there in the light of day. They said, it's not a good trade off. Don't do it, don't do it. I mean, that's what they're telling people, but you're right. People are putting in these very uncompromising situations because of government mandates and government control in our lives. They're forcing you to do all of the things you just said. And, you know, people are succumbing under great pressure. I mean, you can't believe the communications we get in here. With all that. So that's another component of this takeover. Uh, and then, you know, the other ta- the other piece we're talking about is the uh, financial components of the Marxist takeover. You, uh, uh, it's, it looks like, um, you know, Mention and Cinema are not going to hold the line probably too much on this next one. I mean, maybe a little bit with how many trillions are taken from the, the taxpayers' coffers, but something's going to get approved, I would imagine on this. And this is all social welfare net net driven programs that are just intended to bank, to weaken our country. They're intended to make, you know, really weaken it the fabric of the country. And they're intended to raise taxes on everybody. And it just really is unsettling with the quality of life not to mention our energy, How they how they've totally screwed up our energy. Now he's canceled everything that's been beneficial for us to be energy independent. What what Trump had worked on for four years is now the direct opposite. Now we see gas prices going through the roof. People are going to be paying through more than the the. I mean, they're going to be paying a lot through the winter time here. Dell, people can't afford this to to, to heat their homes uh, with the cost of, of of heating of you know what's going to take place here. Um, we're on a bad trajectory, aren't we, buddy?
1: Why well, absolutely? I mean, how do you control a population? You you make it dependent upon the government. You know, if if people Uh, In in order to survive, you know, for for food or, you know, heat in in the wintertime that have become dependent upon the government, then, you know, then that's what that's how that's how they win. You know, people people think that the Bolshevik revolution was a popular uprising, you know, in Russia, and it wasn't a popular uprising. It was a minority of uh, a minority of communists that took control of the country. I mean, that is what we're seeing. The Mm -hmm. same thing in Cuba, the same thing with Mao Zedong. You know, they were not popular uprisings, and this country is going to have to make a decision uh, in the very near future. Are we going to stand up for our freedoms, or are we going to kneel down?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's that's the decision that 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 is is coming, and uh, we're going to have to make it. It's it's yeah. going to be uh, uh, for me, it's going to be an easy call, but mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of people, I think they're going to you know, there's there's too many people that are willing to just. You know, I I'll sit back and see what happens, and I'll try to make the best out.
0: Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dell, what you say there is so well said, and it's so accurate what you explained there. I don't know if you've been reading uh, Dr. Stephen Latulip on our platform, Dr. Steve Latulip. He's out of uh, Oregon, Oregon, which has got another Marxist governor, Kate Brown, totally, totally Marxist governor. Uh, she's got everybody mandated to the to the nth degree, uh, Dell. They can't breathe out there for a whole host of reasons um the governor and her cronies pulled his license dell and pulled this medical doctor his license i mean he's he's he does uh he's a writer for our network here he's got his own show on the weekends by the way it's terrific um and it's unity without compromise is the name of it it plays on um uh, Saturday and Sunday here on uh, America Out Loud talk radio. Uh, I'm, I'm looking right now to get the time for you here so I can tell you to tune in for this. It's it's really a, a darn good show. I'll get that in a moment for you. But, um, you know, Dale, the reason I bring him up is uh, he talks about a revolution a lot he talks about the fact that we're at a revolutionary moment and i mean he he's passionate if you read him or you listen to his program and by the way his program plays at noon time eastern time now but you hear it anywhere in the world on the iheart radio network noon time and five o'clock is a an encore of unity without compromise uh uh, uh sad day sunday okay that's how you get dr stephen latula and he's a writer you'll catch his pieces on the platform here he talks a lot Dell, about a revolutionary moment in our country he he is way down the road back to where you just reason you got to hit a nerve with me is when, when you just said well i know where i'm at and a lot of our listeners know where they're at well dr latula says it's time now and you just hit the nail on the head. I just you gave this is so good what you said uh, the Bolshevik moment. And now I'm saying the Bolshevik, but you referenced the Bolsheviks how it wasn't a majority uh, revolution at all. It was a minority, and you referenced other places which are very accurate. But that's a that's really an important lesson here, Dell, because right now it's the it's the minimal amount of those people who have the biggest mouths who are taken over and who are manipulating society by closing it down. And we see all the telltale signs right now with this takeover. And I think that's the danger in all this. And that's why Latulip always says it, 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 we're past the time now. He's, he's calling for a revolution now. He's talking about the majority stepping up and putting the minority down. What do you say to that, buddy?
1: Well, the one thing that I would say is, is any effort has to be, you have to be very careful because I'll tell you right now, the, the Obamunists, the communists, they believe, I mean, they want a, a civil unrest in this country. They want a revolution. Why? Because they think that they can co-opt it, that they will be able to take over any type of revolution and turn it their way. So that's why something like that has to be very careful. We have to, people have to think what they're doing. And I'm not talking about you know, taking to the streets and burning the Capitol down or anything like that. I'm talking about being thoughtful about how we proceed. And we have to be committed to not allowing them to get their way. And whatever you have to do, uh, you know, up to and including taking to the streets in a nonviolent way. I'm not advocating violence. You know, I'm advocating being as loud or louder than they are, which kind of goes along with with you, Malcolm, out loud.
0: That's it, buddy. That's exactly You, <laughs> you're you're spot on. Everything you say is absolutely, and you're so right with what you say there. Uh, it's got to be very um, thought driven, not reckless. You're correct. The stakes are incredibly high, Dale. You so get it. You so uh, so it's, it's always a joy to talk to you because of these reasons. I mean, you so get it. And I just listen as you got to hear what Del Wilbur says there. But and that really is the trouble. part of this, though, Del, is how we make that decision collectively as the majority, as the as Americans, as patriots. Uh, as uh, really, people who love our constitution, we love what we've been gifted here from God. We love this beautiful nation. We, we're not interested in transforming it into a hell, hellhole or a third-world entity, Dell. And that's that's really the that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? It's not an easy answer, Dell, is it? Yeah.
1: No, and uh, you know, all I can say is that uh, you know th- there definitely needs to be a fundamental transformation in this country. We need to transform it back to a land of of freedom and uh, uh get away from uh from this socialist uh, marxist uh you know path that we've been on now for a long time
0: mm, wow uh, let me let me let me give it to you this way my friends wow, wow, wow. (laughs) I can hardly say it, but I love the way Dell says, uh, yeah, we need a transformation, all right, let's transform it back to where we were, really, and I will add to that and say, yes, let's transform it back to what the vision of our framers were, those heroic uh, founders and our framers who framed this constitution and framed this nation up, I mean, listen, they did a hell of a job giving us some framework to work with. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, if I had my druthers, I would have changed a few things like I would have men. I would have absolutely had in the Constitution term limits. I'd, I'd have had that across the board with everybody, every position in Washington, even the government agencies, the FBI says term limits for all those upper uh, uh, echelons and positions. Turn it over. Turn it over. Get the cobwebs out. Breathe fresh air in. I'd have term limits everywhere. Every every position, political position or bureaucrats who run those agencies, term it out. Term it out, hundred percent. Well, it's because human nature. Human beings were. Is, it's a flawed species, clearly, and this is the way you've got to keep the the. It's like the tide coming in. You know, the the tide in the ocean. You know, come in. Sh- Sweep it out, sweep it in, sweep it out, sweep it in, sweep it out, sweep it in, sweep it in. Same thing, same thing here. So what we got, and again, what I say, I actually mentioned on we, the citizen legislature, that's getting back to a citizen legislature. That's what it's all about. And, and that's the message I wanna leave with you right here. That piece, by the way, are Republicans just scared to confront the Obamaist? Uh, it's an excellent read. And it's on AmericaOutLoud.com now. You can go read that as you hear this. And uh, the, all our shows, my shows all go to podcast. All of our shows on the network go to podcast, And we're on every podcast network. I mean, you name it there's Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. Okay. You can catch the America Out Loud podcast network there. Uh, of course, our radio network here is fantastic. Catch us on iHeart uh, Network. If you got that app, just look us up there. Or uh, my own apps, uh, America Out Apple Android Alexa. Terrific. Great group of apps. Also, remember tomorrow we have that McCullough and GM Papa. Do not miss that. It is going to be an event. I'm telling you. i give you my word. You, you'll learn a lot from there. The rest of it's back at America Out Loud, my friends. Listen, I hope you have a jump on your step today and it all goes well and wishing you a terrific time here. Thank you for being on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud.